when you're in that public safety world, it's like language immersion, right? Like you're just dumped into this world where you have to, you know, have communication with people and at terrible times in their lives when it's the most stressful thing they'll ever deal with. And you become very adapted at, at shifting in those conversations and, and becoming the conversationalist that that person needs. Tactical Agents Podcast number 22, I believe. We, we, they, we haven't been eliminated yet. They haven't taken us out yet. We're still here. I don't know. kicked us off the app store. <laughs> we're, we're here and we are on mission to help 10,000 cops, veterans. Yes, even firefighters and other public safety professionals. We and cannot guarantee that we won't make fun of the firefighters, but we're going to help them. <laughs> we'll, we'll help them. Yeah, they'll be they'll always be the little stepchild, but that's uh that's the way it is. But anyway, we're on mission to help those kinds of people. Heck, even even people who support them. I mean, we just uh, we've got to get dialed in here. But we're on mission. We started this mission back in September of 2020 with a little thing called the 107 Project because Chris and I started out as traditional real estate agents, like so many of you who may be listening to this, and quickly discovered that uh, douchebag sales was not our thing. Uh, memorizing scripts was not our thing. Cold calling was not our thing. Door knocking, not our thing. Chasing commission checks, not our thing. <laughs> so what, uh, what we wanted to do was figure out a different way to do real estate, and we did. Uh, not just on our own, but with the help of other people who build re relationship-based, referral-based business. And that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. If you want to know what we mean by that, you can listen to the other 21 episodes that are before this one, get, get a handle on that. And this episode, we're going to talk to you about sort of like what motivated us, inspired us to start the 107 Project, what what all it entails why we're doing it and what it looks like to be a part of that kind of like let people know because especially people that come from the public safety background and we have a leg up when you get into the real estate business you re we really do um and we're going to talk about that today so all right i feel like i've been talking along too long chris so yeah solid three minutes man you're killing it yeah, I'm an, I, I don't know what I'm doing with myself today. I'm out of sorts today is the reality. <laughs> I'm out of sorts. Got one more meeting to go. For, I, I, after we record this, I've got another meeting at four, and then I am shutting it off, and I can't wait to get to jujitsu and uh, choke some people or be choked. <laughs> sounds uh, thrilling, doesn't it, to some people maybe? <laughs> it kind of sounds stinky a little bit, buddy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> people can do it that what they will. But, yeah, let's uh, – oh, oh. Before we dive into the real estate stuff, did you see that Mark Zuckerberg competed in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu this last weekend? No. Yeah, he really? won. Yeah, yeah. He he's a white belt. He's brand new. I mean, I, I don't he know. Paid how long somebody he a few billion dollars so that he could win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he he competed in gi and no gi, and he won both of his divisions. So uh, kudos to Zuck for getting out there and doggone it. I would I would love to compete. Oh, oh man. I would really love to compete against Zuckerberg someday because everything within me from my years of being abused and bent over by Facebook <laughs> would come pouring out of me. I'd be like, 
the one if it was the last thing I did, it would be to submit Mark Zuckerberg. He tapped, Mike. He tapped. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> He's not breathing. Stop. <laughs> anyway, side note, a total side note. Here we go. You know, we deal with social media. All right. Uh, I'll shut up. Chris, talk about the genesis of the 107 project, like the beginning, and then we'll get into more details. Well, the be- beginning's pretty simple. Um, you know, we started you and I started kicking this idea around a couple of years before we actually did it because we couldn't make the logistics work, um, you know, until, until we did, but, um, we were just sitting here thinking, and you know, this is my thought process. I assume it was pretty close to your thought process is I'm a dumbass cop and I'm doing all right in real estate. So if I can <laughs> do it, I can teach other people how to do it, especially other cops. Uh, and, and, we started the 107 project and the reason it's named 107 project is because it was initially geared only towards police officers. But then as time went on, people kept saying, well, you know, I'm a firefighter, but I want to do this. And, and then like, you don't want to be that dick. That's just like, no, you're not a policeman. You can't do this. Um, so we expanded it to include other, other like-minded folks. Uh, you know, a few, what, what was it? Probably six or eight months in, we started, accepting firefighters and veterans and oh man now we've got dispatchers and corrections officers and family members and right yeah and now now i feel like we're we're at the point to where well what if what if i'm none of those things but i really love those things like all right cool you're in (laughs) yeah sure yeah just don't get offended when we make fun of you it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, just that's just literally don't think, our only requirement. I yeah, just don't think we're going to change for you. <laughs> that's no. a, that's about it. And yeah. you could you could be you could be disturbed, highly disturbed during some of our conversations. So just know that yeah. ahead of time. <laughs> well, what you said really offended me, guys. Well, we don't care. So oh, we're hold not going to stop saying it. <laughs> let me reach into my bag of fucks. <laughs> when I'm fresh out. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I uh, I think what made what made it possible because the thing that you run into in the real estate world is obviously you everyone that has their license has to hang that license with a broker but you can't you couldn't you couldn't be part of Remax in Arizona and me be part of Century 21 in Michigan and somehow we partner together right. that that does something that makes any sense so what what initially led us out was joining a cloud-based brokerage uh mm-hmm. which was exp which we're no we're no longer with exp um, but that was really at the time was our only option because mm-hmm. any other there was one other cloud-based brokerage that we're with now but at that time they were super tiny uh, and so that it really wasn't much of an option for us if we wanted to cross as many uh state lines as we could to build something. So that that opened up the door for us at first. And we first put a message must message out, I think late summer, maybe uh, of mm-hmm. 2020, fall of 2020. And we thought maybe we'll get a dozen people like we, we put out, put out a post about like, yeah, like there's there's hope outside of law enforcement. I, I don't even remember exactly what the post said, but we, we thought, oh, yeah, maybe a dozen people will respond and we'll have conversations with those people. And we were not ready for, no, I think, several ready. thousand people yeah, we drop, got, dropping their info in or whatever. 
We got 4,200 email addresses in the registration form in the first 24 hours of that post. Yeah. And yeah, nothing special. It wasn't, it wasn't a boosted post. It wasn't an ad. It was just literally just putting it out there. And so we knew that we were onto something. We were, we were hitting a nerve, right? Because especially during 2020, so many different cultural factors were leading to cops really not just bitching and complaining like cops do <laughs> when they're on the mm -hmm. road. Like I need to do something else with my life. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, but seriously, there was some legal things happening with the, the pandemic. There was tons of riots and protests and legal changes and precedents being set and all sorts of things that a lot of cops were like, I got to find something else to do. I can, I can no longer sustain this for my own sanity, my family, my future. Right. And so I think we just hit a nerve, not even trying to hit that nerve. Mm -hmm. Just that was, that was the next step for us in our business. And it, we, we just, it just worked out. And so we started having people either join us that were already licensed, which is obviously something that we're capable of doing is transferring someone's license mm -hmm. to, to our, the brokerage we work with, which is real brokerage. And so that's, that's definitely an option. And that was uh, some of what was happening. And then really it's a, it's a slower path to growth, but most of the people, most of the agents that work with us come from scratch, which mm -hmm. is slower for development, but is great because it's like, the top gun award in the police academy is almost always to someone who has never fired a gun before because they don't right. have any bad habits to unlearn. They just do what the instructor says and then they shoot better. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. it's, it's like the same thing in real estate. It's like, hey, just just do what we say and it'll work. And, they, and a lot of our agents who have now since quit law enforcement and gone full time, they, they don't even understand. They don't know what the traditional real estate world is like. They don't know what it's like to try to exist in a sales type environment because they never did. They just did it right. the tactical way from the beginning, which is great. Yeah. And you also like, they don't really realize the value of what they've gotten from the 10 seven project either. Like, I think some of them are or most of them are like super loyal. They're super, super grateful that the project exists, but I don't think they realize just how unusual it is to have that much support when you start your real estate career. Yeah. Yep. People either end up feeling like there's like this faux corporate ladder at brokerages in which you're treated as you're a cold caller, then you're a showing agent, then you can earn your way up to being listing agent or whatever, you know? And so there's, they'll either find that or they'll find a heavy, heavy sales environment. And we position ourselves as consultants, not, not salespeople. So it's a, it's a different, different approach, different vibe. But uh, I don't want this to just sound like a commercial for the 107 project. The, the door is open for you guys. If you are in law enforcement by all means, and you've been thinking it, you have that little inkling, well, maybe I could do a side hustle with real estate and see if it's for me by all means, the door is open. If you are already a cop, veteran, public safety professional, supporter, and you're already a producing agent, by all means, let's have a conversation. Let's see if we'd be a good fit. Anybody wants to check that out, it's 107project.com, T-E-N, the number seven project. 
com. But let's uh, wrap wrap up with why you think people from the public safety background are positioned so well to succeed in real estate. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to say one more thing about uh, you know previously licensed agents. What we're hearing from people that were previously licensed that are coming over in the project and why they find a bunch of value in it is that that camaraderie that they're lacking from you know, their career in, mm-hmm. in the military, in, in public safety, because that, that kind of camaraderie, that dark humor, that uh, way that you communicate with each other is just kind of gone from their life because they left that world behind. But yeah. when they come over to the project, it's, it's right back there. Everybody picks up and everybody talks that same language. So it's, it's really cool for, for people like that. But um, to, to your question, when you say what makes, you know, cops and, and, you know, other first responders, veterans, what makes them so good at real estate is the skills that they don't realize they have. Mm -hmm. The single most valuable skill that anybody can have is the ability to talk to people and be able to communicate effectively with people from different backgrounds, different, you know, uh, ways of doing things, different lines of thoughts. And, and when you're, when you're in that public safety world, you are just it's like language immersion, right? Like you're just dumped into this world where you have to, you know, have communication with people and at terrible times in their lives when it's the most stressful thing they'll ever deal with. And you become very adapted at at shifting in those conversations and, and becoming the conversationalist that that person needs. And in that moment, and you learn, you know, skills like empathy and, you know, you pick up on body language, you're able to, you know, kind of adjust your way of speaking so that it makes people super comfortable. It makes it easier to build trust. Um, and, and what people don't realize is just how valuable that skill is. So a lot of people say, you know, I, I'm, I'm still a cop because I, I wouldn't be good at anything else. That's, that's horseshit. Like if you, if you were to take the, the aggregate of all the skills that you pick up in, in a public safety career, and translate them to the private sector, they are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's huge. Just the ability to communicate in the most stress. Yeah, cops learn to communicate in such situations that it's literally learning how to talk to people <laughs> during the, the worst possible moments. Like someone mm-hmm. they know and love just died. Uh, or was catastrophically injured or attacked or dude, I mean like, and being able to communicate and talk to people in that time, bring comfort to them, uh, bring truth and clarity, tell them what they need to hear, even when they don't want to hear it. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's a huge skill because someone that doesn't have that skill that comes into real estate now and is dealing with somebody that's got a half million dollars to a million dollar transaction on the line. And they've got some, you know, bad news to deliver about the transaction or something stressful comes up, man, they probably have to like drink a lot or do so. Like, I don't know what they got to do to like to get prepared to learn how to communicate like that. And they can, don't get me wrong. It's not like you have to be in law enforcement to learn how to communicate well, but I mean, you have a leg up, you have that skill. Mm -hmm. And another thing I think is just the ability to, to negotiate. Uh, that that's been, the greatest carryover for me. I pri- I prided myself on my ability to communicate as a cop 
to negotiate people into handcuffs, to negotiate people into being honest with me, to negotiate people into all sorts of things uh, that had a had a good outcome. And that skill set has served me very, very well in real estate, in like agent to agent communication, in dealing with my clients. Because you, really, you negotiate with clients too. You, you, there's a lot of things that you're you're negotiating to get them onto the same page as you, and uh, that kind of a thing. But you know, agent to agent communication and direction, taking control of a transaction and leading it. Most people are not natural leaders, and that includes real estate agents. So as cops, we learn to step in and lead. And dude, it's a miracle worker in the real estate world because they don't. Other agents don't know what to do with that <laughs> because they're right. like, I guess this guy's in charge. <laughs> like, yeah, you can move in and do that. And on the flip side, you can spot bullshit really, really quickly. You know when people are lying to you. You know when there's something's not right, and mm -hmm. you can kind of smell that a little bit. And I think that's a huge, huge benefit uh, to yeah. to that. What else would you say? Yeah, you know, the, those things are, are super important. And two, like stress management. So it just, it blows my mind, you know, following the different, you know, realtor groups or whatever, when they just talk about, well, how do you manage the stress of this job? Or, you know, what, what are you doing to manage stress? Or God, this job is so stressful. What do you do? And I'm just like, is this a joke? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've had, I've had, you know, before I was a, a cop, you know, I did, um, you know, little things like I was a, I was a waiter at a Cracker Barrel for a long time. And I'm like, being a waiter at Cracker Barrel is so much more stressful than being a real estate agent. <laughs> and like <laughs> real estate agents are talking about like all this stress they manage. And I'm like, what, what stress? <laughs> like you work, like, be honest, you work like three hours a week and you make, you know, decent money. I know the average is like, I don't know, 40, 50 grand or something like that. Yeah, but right. Like how many agents do you know that really thrive that make 40, 50 grand? A lot of them, you know. Are if you're, if an agent is legitimately putting in 40 hours of actual yeah. effort in a week, they're making a lot more than 40 or 50 grand a year. Yeah, 150, yeah. 200. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. uh, I've got a lender buddy that was, you know, kind of, we were having a conversation one day and. I was getting upset about something that was happening. You know, he, he gave me some advice that I was really good. So I'll share it here. He said, um, Hey Chris, you're not a cop anymore. Nobody's going to die. Like this is not that serious. And, right. and that's kind of like a light bulb moment for me when I realized that real estate is not stressful at all, at, at all. I have zero stress when it comes to real estate. Zero. Yeah. It was, it was wild when I first got into real estate, even when I was doing more traditional stuff, from uh, even basic things like calling other agents and be like, wow, nobody calls like this and has this kind of conversation. <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. Like I, I didn't, what else would I do if I don't communicate with you? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's that, but then some, sometimes you're like, how this whole transaction is like falling apart. How are you not freaking out? And I'm like, uh, nobody's getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what's the emergency here? Paperwork? Have you ever held your like, finger in a bullet hole? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is nothing, you know, like if it was really important, I'd be driving really fast with lights and sirens, but it's not, you know, right. it's, this is, this is not a big deal. This is, yeah, we can fix this, right? You can just edit the document. It's not hard, right? right? You can amend the contract. This is, this is a solvable problem, right? And mm -hmm. if, and if it's not, you just, 
get another transaction. <laughs> like you don't like it, there's just nothing to freak out about. You know, there's, yeah. there's just not, uh, I guess if you are a terrible agent and you put your clients in terrible situations and they're going to be homeless because you suck, I guess there's, I guess there's that. But if you're, yeah, that if would you're be stressful, I guess. halfway decent at, you know, common sense, well, there's really not a lot to stress out about. Just take care of people and, and you'll be good. So we think, we think people that come from that highly like disciplined, focused, mission-minded background in public service are set up so well to succeed in this business because of the skill sets that they already possess. The learning curve is pretty much paperwork because the skill set that you have already can be uh, applied directly to it and you don't even have to learn it because you have it. You've, you've I, already learned it. I'm going to, I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret that we have. Like, so a lot of people talk to us about our, our retention rate in the 10 seven project, because you know, what is it? 80, 87% of real estate agents fail, you know? Yeah. And I think our retention rate is like 90%. Yeah. So like 90% of the people with us are, are still around mm -hmm. and they ask us how, and you know, Yes, the things that we do, the Tactical Agent Academy, the stuff that we, you know, how we're always available and we help them along the way, that that's all super helpful. But what, what it really is, is the mentality of the people that we bring into the project because we don't, we don't deal with quitters. Cops aren't quitters. Firefighters aren't quitters. Mm -hmm. Military folks aren't quitters. They know how to endure hardship and get through tough times and keep pushing forward so that they can find that success and, and complete that mission. And, and the mission, you know, there's, there's an objective and that objective is going to get accomplished. And yep. when you recruit or bring people in that do that, I mean, it's, it's really like shooting fish in a barrel, keeping, keeping people around because they're just going to do what it takes to be successful. Yeah, for sure. I think that's another good thing too. It doesn't matter whether even a traditional tactical no matter what, if you have a list of things that you just need to do, right? Like that's cops are great at that. Mm -hmm. Military people right. are great at that. Firefighters are great at that. Like got to go do it, right? Here's what you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just, you got to show up and just do it. And that, that is definitely another ability, man. All right. Mm -hmm. so we're now we're at the end of our time. I know that guys, there's tears falling from everyone listening to this, watching this right now, tears. So don't miss another episode. Hit subscribe to wherever you're listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit the plus button. Spotify, hit the follow button. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. Like this video. Comment on it. Tell us your thoughts. All that good stuff. And if you want to check us out, you want to have a conversation, www.10.10.7project.com. All right. Next week, we're going to talk about how to work again? for... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about how to work four hours a day and make six figures. That's the plan. So subscribe that so you don't miss it. Good. It does sound good. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya.